Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show? With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. From makeshift studios deep in the heart of stately Maine Manor, this is the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. I am your host, Joey Harris. And folks, if the good Lord's willing and the creek don't rise, when you hear this, I will be on vacation in the land of the free, the homeland, the promised land, my beloved home state of North Carolina. But on the day I'm recording this, I am still in Maine, and it is Maine Maple Sunday, where you go to your area where you get your homemade maple syrup, and everybody has their best stuff laid out, and everybody just has a great time, and it was just fantastic. And we went to one that had a pancake and French toast breakfast all day long. You get your French toast, you get your two sausage links, you get your pancake, they put a little powdered sugar on them, and then you pour the maple syrup over that just a little you just need like a good drizzle over it and man folks it doesn't get any better than that Uh, i'm just telling you but like we say you can follow the show's twitter at cup of joe pod you can email the show at cup of joe wrestling show at gmail.com and today project 45 takes us to the year 1994 as we take a look at an episode of smoky mountain wrestling from february the 19th 1994. In 1994, I turned 16 and I was in tremendous, tremendous shape. I got my first job bagging groceries at a store and was really just starting to come into my own. This episode of Smoky Mountain Wrestling was broadcast on February the 19th, 1994. It was recorded on February the 7th, 1994 from Jellicoe High School in Jellicoe, Tennessee, and there were 300 in attendance. We start out with our intro. Bob Caudle welcomes us to Smoky Mountain Wrestling. He and Dutch Mantel are our commentators for the event. Dutch pulls the name of Larry Santo out of his hat to face Robbie Eagle for the Beat the Champ TV title. They say they have a lot coming up and Dutch says he has a special contract signing on Down and Dirty with Dutch. Bob says the dirty white boy has an announcement that's going to set Tammy Fitch on her ear. Dutch says on her rear? Bob says no, her ear, Dutch. I love the interplay between these two. They get interrupted by Chris Candido and Larry Santo. Candido says Santo has a great win-loss record here in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and it was the biggest upset of all time when Robbie Eagle beat him, and he shouldn't even say that since it took two people to beat him. And now that he knows that Larry has a match against Robbie Eagle for the TV title, he's got his money on Santo. He's going to go to the back and in five minutes teach Larry how to beat Robbie Eagle. Larry says he's ready and he's going to beat the champ. Anthony Michaels and Bobby Blaze versus Well Done, Timothy Well and Stephen Dunn. Dunn and Blaze start. They lock up and Dunn with a knee to the stomach. Dunn with a right hand punch to the face. Dunn with an Irish whip, misses a clothesline, and Blaze with an arm drag. Blaze with a wrist lock. Dunn with an eye poke. Dunn with another Irish whip. He drops his head and Blaze kicks him in the face and then gives him a spinning heel kick. Michael's tagged in. He hits a second rope double axe handle on Dunn. 
Michaels gets a wrist lock on. Dunn with a poke to the eye and an Irish whip. Dunn drops down. Whale pulls Michaels down as he gets too close to the ropes. Dunn stomps Michaels and tags Whale in. Double Irish whip and a double back elbow to Michaels. Whale with a belly-to-belly suplex to Michaels. Dunn tagged back in. Double Irish whip and a double clothesline to Michaels. Dunn drops a knee on Michaels. Michaels tries to come back with a shot, but Dunn rakes his eyes. Dunn with a suplex. Dunn with a savat kick. Whale tagged in. He chokes Michaels on the ropes. Blaze comes in and gets stopped by referee Mark Curtis, allowing Well Dunn to double-team Michaels. They guillotine Michaels on the ropes. Dunn drops a fist on Michaels. Well done with the double Irish whip and a backdrop. Well with a scoop slam. Dunn tagged back in. He chokes Michaels on the mat. Well tagged back in. Dunn with a front face lock. Well hits Michaels in the back with a double axe handle. He picks Michaels up and punches him in the face. Well done with Michaels in their corner choking him. Blaze comes in and attacks both members of Well Done, despite trying to be held back by Curtis. All four men in now. Curtis gets Blaze out and Well Done double teams Michaels. Well Done with the corner whip to Michaels and Well charges him and hits a nice spinning heel kick in the corner. Wells then corner whips Michaels into a flying forearm by Dunn. Dunn gets the pin. Bob Caudill interviews Well Done and they are very complimentary to each other. Well says they've held titles everywhere they've been and they think that SMW has some of the best tag teams. Well says they've got the best tag teams in the world right now, and that's what they're doing here. But make no mistake about it, when Well Done comes to town, they walk away with the gold. They are used to wearing the gold. They then compliment each other again and leave. Bob and Dutch then take a look at the chain match between the Dirty White Boy and Brian Lee from Sunday Bloody Sunday. Joined in progress. Dirty White Boy and Lee both bleeding, and Dirty White Boy with the chain wrapped around the throat of Lee. Dirty White Boy with the corner whip, but Lee moves on the charge. Dirty White Boy hits the corner hard. Lee with the clothesline. He hits a shot to Dirty White Boy. He wraps the chain around Dirty White Boy's throat. Lee gets one post, and Dirty White Boy also hits a post. They then both get the second post. Dirty White Boy gets back to his feet. They both get three posts. Tammy Fitch gets up on the apron and gets in the ring. Referee Mark Curtis tries to get her out, allowing Ron Wright to come in and hit Lee with his loaded shoe, knocking him out. Dirty White Boy hits the final post to win. Bob Call interviews the Dirty White Boy with the Dirty White Girl. Dirty White Boy is the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Champion and says to Lee that he has something that Lee thinks belongs to him. Dirty White Boy says if you want it, tough guy, all you've got to do is come through him to get it. He says Lee and that dirty dog walking tramp Tammy Fitch have their hands on the dirty white girl once too many times. They show video of Lee attacking dirty white girl. Fitch then says her match with dirty white girl will start now and she pins dirty white girl. Dirty white boy says he has gone to Smoky Mountain Wrestling and asked the board of directors for a mixed tag match. He tells Lee and Fitch to cinch it up real good and tight and come on because this is far from being over. Because the dirty white girl is going to get her hands on Tammy Fitch. Dirty white girl says it will be a cold day in hell before Tammy Fitch beats her when she's conscious. Dirty white boy says they're going to teach Fitch how to take a royal butt kicking. Highlights from Terry Funk with Jim Cornette versus The Bullet. Texas death match. Funk stacks chairs and broken tables in the ring. He scoop slams Bullet on the pile and Funk goes up and hits a moonsault on The Bullet 
to win that fall. Jim Cornette says this is the first time that Funk had ever done a moonsault. Double count going. Both get to their feet. Funk goes for a pile driver. The bullet reverses it into a backdrop. The bullet with the DDT to Funk on the stack Funk had put in the center of the ring. The bullet gets the fall. Bullet gets back to his feet and wins the Texas death match. So Bob Armstrong is the commissioner of Smoky Mountain Wrestling again. Bullet goes after Terry Funk. Cornette hits him with the racket from behind. Dory Funk also comes in and all three attack the bullet. Cornette gets on the mic and says the bullet is going to kiss his feet. Anthony Michaels and Tracy Smothers run in and chase the heels away. Brian Matthews is at a hotel in Knoxville where a meeting has been called by Bob Armstrong. Armstrong kicks someone out and throws his stuff out after him and says that's the crooked board of director that Jim Cornette and his mama paid for and Armstrong threw him out on his ear. He says there's going to be some changes made. He assigned himself and Jim Cornette to a cage match one-on-one. He says Jim Cornette said he couldn't do it one-on-one. It needed to be a handicap match, and he needed a partner. So he picked Captain Redneck Dick Murdoch. Armstrong says bring it on. He will wrestle both of them. He will do whatever he has to do to get Cornette. He wants to show everybody in the Smoky Mountains how to drop that hog. To get to Jim Cornette, he will have it done. He's not through yet. There are some more things he has taken care of. Jim Cornette is then shown. He says, Bob Armstrong, I guess your idea of a joke, your sixth sense of humor. He says there's the paperwork to have the decision reversed on appeal to have Armstrong replace as commissioner. He says he did everything he could to make sure Bob Armstrong was never the commissioner of Smoky Mountain Wrestling again. But Bob Armstrong foiled him again. When you beat Terry Funk in Knoxville, not only have you assumed the commissioner role again, but you've also got past a little ruling that you shove through with your little buddies that you shake hands with on the board of directors that you can wrestle as well as be the commissioner. Cornette says that smacks to me like conflict of interest, Bob Armstrong. That smacks to me of bribery. And he's going to prove that Bob Armstrong is a crooked politician one way or another yet. And he will tell you something else he's going to do. He's going to get Dick Murdoch because if Bob Armstrong wants him, the only way Bob Armstrong is going to get him is in a handicap match where Cornette has a partner because Jim Cornette has never claimed to be a wrestler. But remember this, Armstrong, the men that he manages and him put Bob Armstrong in the hospital before and they can do it again. Captain Redneck beat Bob Armstrong right in the middle of the ring, one, two, three, in the Knoxville Civic Coliseum on Christmas night. And he's one of the baddest men in wrestling and one of the baddest men walking the face of the planet. So that's the way it's going to be at Golden Week 94. He and Dick Murdoch in a handicap match against Bob Armstrong. And one way or another, he's going to see that Dick Murdoch gives Armstrong that brain buster and breaks that big fat neck of Armstrong and sends him back to the hospital and relieves him once again as the commissioner of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And as for the Armstrong family reunion, Marietta, Georgia, Cobb County Civic Center, he realizes that Bob Armstrong is attempting to mutilate him, but they don't call him Houdini Cornette for no reason. And one way or another Armstrong, he will live to see the following day, but he's not sure that Armstrong will. Have a good family reunion, because it might be the last time the whole gang is all together, ever again. Dutch and Bob argue over the outcome of the Bullet Terry Funk match. They get interrupted by Tracy Smothers and Robbie Eagle. Smothers said, Chris Candido, I heard you running your mouth out there 
and you were hollering how you were going to put your money down on Larry Santo. Well, right here is the TV champion. How about a hand for Robbie Eagle here and the crowd cheers. Smother says, if you're a better man, you want to put some money down? Well, let me tell you something. He's got $2,500 on Robbie Eagle, and he is saying Robbie can beat your boy Larry Santo to put up or shut up. He's going to retain the TV title, and Smothers and Candido are going to have a side bet. Bob and Dutch talk about that challenge from Smothers to Candido. Jeff Jarrett says, Thursday, March 10th, Armstrong Boys, not only is Double J going to give you the wrestling lesson, he's going to give you the singing lesson of your life. They are hyping up the Armstrong Family Reunion event on the 10th. Down and Dirty with Dutch. Dutch says Smoky Mountain Wrestling has signed a new tag team described by experts as one of the greatest teams of all time and more than likely the team of the 90s. Dutch then throws it to a contract signing of the Thrill Seekers, Lance Storm and Chris Jericho. Dutch is shown sitting at the table with Storm, Jericho, and Smoky Mountain Wrestling Commissioner Bob Armstrong. Behind them are Tim Horner, Pam Lawson, Cat Collins, Sandy Scott, and Mark Curtis in attendance. Armstrong says this is going to be great for Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and from the film that he has seen, he thinks this is going to be the hottest team to come down the pike in the past 20 years. He thinks this team is good to go. Storm says everybody knows Smoky Mountain Wrestling is the most tag team rich promotion in the world today. Teams like the legendary Rock and Roll Express and the Heavenly Bodies. That's why Chris and he are happy to be there so that they can prove themselves against the best and show the people that they are the tag team of the future. Jericho says, that's right, Lance. We're very impressed by all the officials and all the referees and everybody has treated us here and we're thrilled to be coming to the promotion because we want to show everybody out there in Tennessee and all the surrounding areas wrestling thrill seeker style because we're going to go 100 miles per hour nonstop. We like to live on the edge and we're going to show everybody out there that we can do that. You know we're going to rock SMW and we're going to rock America. Watch out, people, because we're coming to your town. Dutch says no event would be complete without the signing. Jericho and Storm sign. Armstrong then signs, and it's official. The Thrill Seekers are on their way to Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Bob Caudle interviews Tammy Fitch and Brian Lee. Fitch is upset. She screams, I don't want to do this, Brian. I don't want to have this match. I'm not a wrestler. I shouldn't be in the ring. I'm a student, for God's sakes. I don't want to do this. She's going to bite me and give me rabies or something. Lee is trying to calm her down. Bob tells Lee that Fitch is hysterical. Lee says, I know she's hysterical. And Bob says, well, stop her. She won't stop. So Lee picks her up on his shoulder and tells Bob, this isn't as bad as it seems. Bob then throws it to a Rock and Roll Express Heavenly Bodies two out of three falls match from Harlan, Kentucky. Joined in progress. Ricky Morton with a suplex to Jimmy Del Rey. He gets another two count. Tom Pritchard with a kick to Morton and the Heavenly Bodies double Irish whip Robert Gibson. Gibson comes back and tries a sunset flip on Pritchard, but Del Rey holding on to Pritchard's hand, trying to stop him from coming over. Morton with a shot to Del Rey's stomach to break it, and Pritchard goes over. He gets a two count. Gibson with a small package for a two count. Morton with a sunset flip for a two count, but Pritchard breaks up the count. Morton reverses a suplex attempt into a small package for another two count. Morton slams Del Rey into a turnbuckle head first. Morton with a hip toss. Gets another two count, then another pinning combination, but the bell rings. It's a time limit draw. The Rock and Roll Express are shown in the locker room. 
Ricky Morton says, well, heavenly bodies, now you see what it's like to go an hour inside that squared circle. You see, just a few more minutes in that match and those belts would have been theirs because the tongues were hanging down to the ground and you were gasping for air. Well, they want to have a match to separate the boys from the men. You call yourselves the true Smoky Mountain Tag Team Champions? Well, brother, they want a match that goes for an hour. They want a match to show you, Pritchard, and Opie Taylor that they are the true Smoky Mountain Tag Team Champions. You see, you come out here and run your mouth, but you've got to prove it when you step inside that ring, just like they did tonight. You said an hour passed by, and to them, they had another hour in them, and the heavenly bodies were down to their last breath. They were sucking for air. So boys, come on, prove to them that you are the Smoky Mountain Tag Team Champions. They don't think so. So be ready for a match with an hour time limit, brother. And before that match is over with, they're going to go all night long, and that's in and out of the ring. Bob Caldwell talks to Jim Cornette and the heavenly bodies. Bob says two out of three falls to a draw, and Cornette says, yeah, that's exactly right. Because as you can see from that piece of videotape, they just showed right there. The Rock and Roll Express, Robert Gibson and Ricky Morton, like the shameless cowards that they are, ran from the heavenly bodies for 58 minutes and 30 seconds. And finally, even though we cornered them in the last few seconds and were pounding their brains out, they were running for too long and the match went to a draw. But let me explain something to you, Rock and Roll. I want you to listen real good. You went to Smoky Mountain Wrestling and you came up with the idea for this marathon match. That's exactly what they've got signed. A contract for a marathon match. The match has to go for an hour. It's got to go 60 minutes. Because if you quit, you're the losers. And whoever wins the most falls during that hour is the winner of the match. The tag team titles are going to be on the line. And you think you've done something rock and roll. The only thing that you've done is dig yourselves an early grave. Because these men right here can go an hour, brother. And then some, just ask any woman in the Smoky Mountain area, right, Tom? Tom Pritchard says from the very inception of Smoky Mountain Wrestling, the heavenly bodies have ruled the tag team scene. Whether it took us five minutes, whether it took us ten minutes, or whether it's going to take us an hour, we're going to show everyone in Smoky Mountain Wrestling who the real marathon men are. Jimmy Dale Ray says you're exactly right. You know, a long time ago, they wrote a song about my cousin and I, the 60-minute men. That's him and I because we can go 60 minutes all night long. Cornet says, and let me explain something to you, rock and roll. I want you to dig back in your memory. I want you to think about all the times that the Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express went 60 minutes to a draw. The times that the Rock and Roll Express went 60 minutes with Ole and Arn Anderson. I was there and I saw it. The times the Rock and Roll Express went 60 minutes with the Russians. I was there and I saw it. I know every one of your tricks. I know every one of your moves. And I know the ways that you can be beat. So when this marathon match comes about, the final result is going to be 14 falls for the Heavenly Bodies and a big fat goose egg for the Rock and Roll Express. Because believe me, I've got enough aggravation in my life. I don't need these two punks on my trail like this. We're going to finish this thing once and for all, brother. And in the process, we're going to retain the Smoky Mountain Tag Team titles. When they come back from commercial break, Dutch has his feet up on the desk, and Bob says, Dutch, don't put your feet up on the furniture. Bob then shows a clip of Robbie Eagle winning the Beat the Champ TV title. They show Chris Candido get Eagle up on the turnbuckle for the suicide plex, and Tracy Smothers come and knock Candido off of the turnbuckle. Eagle then covers Candido to win the Beat the Champ title. 
Smothers and Eagle celebrate afterwards. Beat the Champ TV title match, Robbie Eagle with Tracy Smothers versus Larry Santo with Chris Candido. The bell rings. They circle each other. Santo up against the ropes like he doesn't want to lock up with Eagle. Eagle tries to lock up again and Santo back to the ropes. Santo starts arguing with the crowd. They finally lock up. Eagle with a side headlock into a hammerlock. Santo struggling but finally reverses the hold. He gets Eagle down. Eagle gets up and out of the hold and reverses it into a wrist lock. Santo reverses that into a wrist lock of his own. Santo with a hip toss. Santo with a corner whip, but misses the charge in when Eagle moves. He hip tosses Santo out of the corner, back to an arm lock. Santo grabs Eagle's hair and forces him down to the mat and applies a wrist lock. Eagle gets back to his feet, and Santo hits him with forearms. Eagle staggers up against the ropes, and Santo's smacking him hard on the chest. Santo then biting Eagle. Santo gets Eagle into a corner and rams his shoulder in several times. He then chops Eagle in the chest. He then hits Eagle with some forearms. He then shows off to the crowd, and Eagle comes behind and rolls him up for a two count. Eagle with an arm drag. Eagle with a drop kick. Santo rolls to the outside to regroup with Candido. Back in, Santo with a boot to the stomach and a chop, and then a forearm to the back of Eagle. He then applies a chin lock to Eagle. Santo with an Irish whip. He misses a clothesline when Eagle ducks it, but gets Eagle on the comeback and throws him outside. Candido comes over and smacks Eagle. Eagle gets up on the apron and rams his shoulder into Santo and Sunset flips him. Candido gets up on the apron and grabs Santo's arms, trying to prevent him from coming over, but Smothers comes in and breaks the hold and Santo goes down and Eagle pins him. Lex Luger says he is looking forward to seeing all of his friends at the Marietta Civic Center on Thursday, March 10th for the Armstrong family reunion. Bob Caudle talks to Chris Candido. He is having a fit over losing $2,500 to Tracy Smothers in a side bet. Candido says it is his money and he wants Smothers out there. He says he wants Tracy Smothers to put that money up again. That's his money. Smothers comes out. Candido says that's still his money. And Smothers has to put it back up. Smothers says, you want another shot at this money? Smothers says, maybe he will and maybe he won't. He'll let Candido know next week. They then sign off from Jellico. Final thoughts. This was a fun little show, but came at a weird point in the taping schedule as evident by the clips of matches and interview heavy show. But the thrill seekers are on their way. And it is the first look many people got of Lance Storm and Chris Jericho. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Joey Harris. If you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate it. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey saying so long from Stately, Maine Manor. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media.